When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Prescription for Purpose podcast, the go-to space for everyday women to go from surviving to thriving by pursuing a purpose that's truly rooted in faith. And now we're also becoming the premier space for Christian coaches and therapists to finally learn how to integrate faith into their practice without being churchy or limiting their audience. Each week, we'll merge biblical wisdom with practical everyday application so that you can be empowered to excel in every facet of your life and business. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hey, y'all, and welcome back. This is officially season four of the Prescription for Purpose podcast. If you are new here, sis, girl, welcome. Where have you been? We've been waiting on you. If you are an OG listener, sis, I missed you. How was Christmas? How was Christmas? Okay. How your mom and them? Tell her I said, hey, tell her I said, happy new year. Okay. Kiss the babies for me. Okay. But we are back and I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Since we are off to um, the start of a new season, what I do want to do first before we hop in to today's topic is I really just want to reintroduce myself, okay? Uh, My name is Dr. Shala Walker. So for those of you who may be new here, I am the CEO and founder of Prescription for Purpose. I host the Prescription for Purpose podcast. I've been podcasting like for four years. December 31st of 2023 um, was my fourth year. So New Year's Eve 2019, God said, girl, start a podcast. And I did. And it was called Goggles and Girl Talk at the time. Really just birthed out of the fact that I was tired of trying to live out the word and couldn't really find anywhere where people like told you how to do it. Like they told you what to do, but they didn't tell you like how to get there. Like, oh, you should pray. Okay, how do I do that? And so out of that frustration, God showed me like, hey, girl, you're not the only one dealing with this. And here comes God Goes and Girl Talk. Y'all, we done came a long way, okay? That's a whole nother conversation. I had the ugliest podcast cover, just made something on Canva, really just did what God had called me to do in that moment. And he has birthed it into this, like just beyond my wildest expectations. And so our mission here is prescri- at Prescription for Purpose is to help women learn how to pursue and prioritize their spiritual health by rightly dividing and applying God's word to our lives. It is his divine prescription for all of us. And I found that so many of us, we struggle in our faith because we attempt to live our life in this like duality where we have segments of our life. We want to like live life and then we have like God over here. And that duality is really keeping us segmented, keeping us frustrated, and it's keeping us stagnant in our faith because God cares about us holistically. Okay. He wants to be intertwined. We, we not riding side by side with God. He want to do like this. Okay. He wants to interlock for those of you who aren't watching on YouTube. He wants to interlock. And so my goal here is to just help be a catalyst where you learn how to practically live out God's word and you live life the way that God intended. 
right? Like I want to live out what the Bible says. And a lot of us aren't seeing that fruit and we're getting frustrated, but it's really because nobody has taught us how to do the things. I love it. You can see it on my shirt. It says life, liberty in the pursuit of holiness. Like that is what we are about here. And so we have to really make sure that we're in a space and we're cultivating spaces where people actually grow. Okay. Like we can't be talking about the same five topics and expect true growth. And so I'm super excited about that. What I'm most excited about this season is that God has positioned me to now start working with mental health professionals, coaches, and ministry leaders to really help them learn how to integrate faith into their practice into the marketplace. I'm a pediatric nurse practitioner by trade. I'm actually on this journey where I'm now going after my psychiatric nurse practitioner certification as a result of all this study in spiritual health and all the the wellness aspect that God has me going down. He has um, instructed me to return to school after I said I would not. That's a whole nother story for a different day. But I really want to help other leaders learn how to teach people that God cares for them intentionally. He cares for us deeply and holistically. So long story short, long story short, buckle up. Okay. Buckle up. Make sure that you have your notes. Make sure you have all the things. I'm super excited for y'all to be on this journey with me. So welcome, girl. Welcome to Prescription for Purpose. Now, today's episode, we are talking about four prayerful considerations that you need in order to achieve success in 2024. And a lot of us remember last season or at the end of last season, I gave a word that God had given to me to um, share with y'all in regards to changing our posture and our perspective about success. And we needed to carry that with us in 2024 to see all of the things that God has called for us to do. One area that I have found that so many of us conform in as believers is the idea of success. The Bible tells us in Romans 12 and 2 that we are not to conform to the ways of this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And if we are being honest, okay, if we're gonna if we're gonna keep it a buck fifty, a lot of us are struggling. I'm a lot of us. A lot of us are struggling or have struggled because we are comparing ourselves to the world. We are discontent because our definition of success is determined by material possessions and accolades. Like if y'all watching online, I know you see all these plaques, okay? Yes, I've gone to school, but those plaques are not the definition of my success. And it's a lot for us to really be intentional to shift our mind this way, but we have to, if we're really going to live life the way that God intended, what we have to understand is that success is not a place, which is why you have this arbitrary finish line that you're constantly going after. And then you get there and it's kind of like underwhelming. It's not giving what it's supposed to, or it doesn't last because every time we hit the mark, what we do as type A people is we move the goalposts. And so you're feeling burnt out, but a lot of us are burning ourselves out. A lot of us are burning ourselves out. God said to me during this off season, he said a word to me, child, and it gathered me whole. He said, Charlotte, stop holding yourself to standards that I don't hold you to. I don't expect you to be perfect. So why are you expecting perfection out of yourself? Oh, chale. 
Uchale, we have to understand that success is not a place. Success is a condition. Success is a condition. It is a condition. It is who you are becoming. True success is defined by our ability to continue to be content despite our circumstances. And God's definition of success is less about what he can provide for you. Okay, it's not about what he can give you. And it has everything to do with who he's called you to be. Because we're all called to this continued growth and development. None of us are perfected until the day of Christ Jesus, which means that we're always under construction. And so if we allow these arbitrary things to become the standard of what success looks like, we are going to continue to find ourselves being discontent, being dissatisfied, and really being um, just not grateful for who God has called us to be. And we have to shift that moving forward in order for you to be successful, even in this moment, because you are not where you were in 2023, because you weren't, you aren't where you were yesterday or the day before that, you are successful. Every time God wakes you up and gives you an opportunity, you are successful. And the perfect is that I'm successful because now I'm walking in that. So we have to really understand what God deems as success, okay? Now, I have four things that I want you to know about what God says about perspective, about success so we can shift your perspective, okay? The first is that God's success is based on relationship and not reward. You win when you come into relationship with God. You are a success once you are at salvation success because now you're saved. So no matter whether or not your condition or your circumstances have changed, your condition has. No matter whether or not your circumstances have changed, your condition has. I am no longer who I used to be, even though my environment has not yet caught up with where I'm going. I'm not who I used to be. I'm not who I used to be. And that is success. Success God's way is measured by internal and eternal fruit and not external accumulations. Please hear me and hear me good. God does not care about us having stuff. Stuff just can't have you, okay? The issue is though, when we look at TikTok, Instagram, Pinterest, all of these other magazines, all of this messaging that we're allowing ourselves to be inundated with, what we see is that Anytime you collect external things, that is somehow a measure of success. However, we are of the kingdom of God. We are not citizens of this place. And so our success is really determined by the things that God does in us, internal, and the things that we are starting to store up in heaven, eternal. So we have to look at that first. And then you can have the external stuff. And when you think about it, that's really how seed works, right? It has to go in the ground. You don't just pick a seed up, start eating it. It has to go in the ground. It has to meet those conditions. The condition of the seed has to change before you get to a point where there's external fruit. It has to get roots. 
And a lot of us, we are seeds and we want to see fruit immediately. And God's like, no, girl, there's some internal work and some eternal work. You got to get roots, that eternal work. The, the, the form of the seed has to change because the environment is starting to change. And then eventually, yeah, you can see that external fruit. You can see those accolades. But godly success happens at the point of you being planted, the point of you getting rooted. All of the things that are happening underneath the surface is godly success. And we have to learn how to value godly success more than we value what the world says success is. Okay. Number three, God's success operates in the currency of saving souls and not simply collecting the bag. God is in the soul saving business. God is in the soul saving business. The, the word says, what good is it for a man to gain the whole world, but lose his soul? The enemy is after your soul. Our, our souls are who we are. And we're going to talk about that in another episode, but our souls are who we are. It is what makes us us. It is our distinct characteristic, our personhood. So it's not about you having a soul. You are a soul. It's who you are. And so God is not concerned about you collecting a bag. He's concerned about you collecting souls for the kingdom. The Bible tells us that God has not come back, not because he's being slow to fulfill his promise, but because he wants no person to perish. And so we have to ask ourselves in 2024, baby, are we about our father's business? Do I want what my father wants? That's real success. Do I want what my father wants? Because if not, then we're simply in relationship with God for our own personal gain. Even if God never gave you another thing, he's already been better than good. And so we have to really question our motives, which we're going to talk about here in a second. We have to question our motives and whether or not we're really in this relationship for the relationship or if we're in the relationship because we want stuff. Whose definition of success are you trusting? And then finally, God's success is not about treasure. It's about transformation. Godly success is about transformation. Who are you becoming? Celebrate that. Don't forget where you came from. Don't forget the miracles that God has worked out in your life, relationships that have been restored, things that now you no longer deem as success. But a lot of us are walking in prayers and now we're discontent because our definition of success is not in alignment with the word of God. You get the house and now that house isn't good enough. But this is the house you prayed for. The job isn't is no longer good enough, but this is the job that you prayed for. There's a contentment issue, and it's because we have allowed our definition of success to be shifted. And so in order for us to take this back, and in order for us to renew our mind in regards to what success is in 2024, there are three things that you have to check, and I call these our MVPs, okay? If you are a part of the society, if you have been a part of any Bible study or any of my speaking engagements, you've heard me talk about this, your MVPs is a heart check. One, check your motives. James 4 and 3, James said, y'all ask and you don't have it. 
because your motives are off. You pray and you don't receive because your motives are off. Why do you want the thing that you're asking God for? So many of us are begging God for something because we think that we know best. It's really a pride issue. Our discontentment is really a pride issue. Our unwillingness to shift our perspective of success is really a pride issue. You don't trust God's plan. You trust your own. And so we just continue to live outside of God's will for our life. It's a dangerous place to be, but we're so prideful that we just think God will catch up with our plan, that he'll bless something that's not within his will. That's scary. That's scary. So you have to check your motives. Why do you want the thing that you're asking God for? Why why do you want that? Why do you want the thing that you are asking God for? Check your motive, sis. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. The next is checking your values. Hebrews 11 and 6 tells us that without faith, it's impossible to please God. The thing that determines the way that we move above all else, it should be whether or not we are pleasing our father, whether or not he's pleased with how we speak to people, whether or not he's pleased with how we handle a situation. And way too often, the things that we value are things that are not in alignment with God. So imagine coming to a relationship with somebody or moving to a new space, right? We move to a new kingdom you move to a new country, you have to now act in accordance with those laws. You have to take on those values as a part of your citizenship. And the same thing applies to us as believers. We don't take the time to really sit down and ask ourselves what we value. A lot of us don't even know what our top three core values are. We've been so busy and so inundated with messaging from our trauma, from our past, from things that we've been taught that none of us have sat down and said, what what is important to me? Why am I chasing things over and over? Why am I not content? What things do I need? And these are things and conversations that we need to be having with our father. 
The Bible says that God searches the heart and tests the mind. And so he will expose things to you that you value that aren't even um, aren't even things that you understand top of mind. Like you don't even see the bigger picture, but because he searches the heart, he's like, no, you think it's that, but actually it's this. God had to show me that I value freedom above most things. I don't necessarily care how much money I make, but I like to have the freedom that money can bring. Freedom of my time, freedom to be able to give, freedom to be able to serve, freedom to be able to stay home if I'm not feeling well. Freedom matters to me. And so it's not necessarily the money, but I need to move in a way and utilize money and the things and the resources that I have to where I'm establishing a life where I have freedom in my life. So you have to check your values. And then finally, you have to check your priorities. The Bible says that God is with those who seek him diligently. And a lot of us are not seeking God diligently. We're seeking God situationally. Okay, we're seeking God for all these other things, all these other ways, except diligently. We are on our face praying and fasting until we get the thing and then God doesn't hear from us again. God has to be top priority in your life. Time is not the issue. Pride is the issue. The fact that I think that I can go and live my life outside of the will of God is a pride issue. Because we make time for what's important to us. So if we have time to scroll online, then we have time to be in our word. God is not priority over them babies. He gave you them babies, them his kids. He just has entrusted you to steward over them. But those are his kids. So you may be using them as an excuse as to why you're not spending time with God, but you're really not serving them and teaching them and training them up in the way that they should go. If you're outside of the father's will yourself, those babies should see you praying, should see you reading your Bible, should see you fasting. Even if they're too young to understand it, they should see and know. My Gigi used to say more is more is uh, caught than bought. Or more, yeah, 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 yeah. More is caught than taught. That's the that's the uh, the saying. More is caught than taught, meaning that I can see you doing something and it piqued my interest. Just your faithfulness for them babies to wake up and see you at the kitchen table praying when they get up for school, even if they aren't able to grasp the totality of what's going on, they understand that this is important. So you have to check your motives, your values, and your priorities in order for you to establish success in 2024. Now, I'm going to give you these last four questions that you need to ask yourself as you are making goals, as you are setting up your plans for the next 12 months. Every time you set a goal, every time you have an idea, I want you to ask yourself these four things. And if you do so and you rightly divide the response that God is giving you, you will then be able to be successful because you're going to make sure that you're only pursuing the things that God has called you to pursue. If it's outside of God's will, it's not going to happen. And we spend so much time making plans and they're so detailed and they're beautiful and all of the things. And what we do not do is even open our mouth and ask God, is this a plan that you want me to pursue? Should I pursue it right now? So here are your four questions. The first, why is this important to God? Like, God, I hear that you want me to go back to school. Why is this important? Get the who, what, when, where, why, and how. 
right? You want to make sure that you're listening closely because as you listen, you'll be able to learn more about God and his character. What I've learned as God has called me to get ready to go back to school, God cares about us holistically. And we don't have to, like for me, practice medicine outside of God. Science is simply just studying God's work. Who better to teach me? Who better to show me the intricacies of how the, the human body and the body of Christ work? Y'all, I got so much tea on the body, chow. I cannot wait. <laughs> I cannot wait. I cannot wait. The Bible talks about how your heart gets hardened, right? And in the physical that can happen with plaque buildup, both will cause death. Okay, I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna keep it pushing. I'm gonna keep it pushing. Two, I need you to ask God, does this fit into your plan for my life, right? There's a scripture and I love is I think it's twice in the Bible. Um, I believe it's in 1 Corinthians 10, 23 that says all things are permissible, but all things aren't profitable. And we're going to look at that a little bit closer this season. But you want to ask God, like, how does this like, does this fit into the plan that you have for me? Because the enemy will bring forth things that look like opportunities and they're actually distractions. They look like an opportunity for success and they're actually distractions. God, how does this fit into the plan that you have for my life? I, I know that I can do all things. That doesn't mean that I should because there are some things that are permissible, but they're not profitable to the plan that you have for my life. If I'm growing orange trees, me going to the store and buying fertilizer for apple trees is not going to help the orange tree that I'm, that I'm trying to plant. Then I need you to ask yourself, is this goal totally in alignment with God's word? Hear me and hear me good. A lot of us claim that we don't know how to hear from God. And the way that you fix that is by getting in his word. God is not going to contradict his written word. So you can get what's called a rhema word from God. A rhema word is God speaking something directly to you. Like when he said, Charlotte, girl, go to school. I'm not playing with you. And I tried every other workaround, but this right? That's a rhema word. And as I go to God's word, he talks about the important of, importance of knowledge and getting wisdom and being obedient, even when it doesn't make sense. God's rhema word will never contradict his word. He is not going to violate biblical principle to have you pursue goals. He's never going to tell you to, to go and forcefully take, like, girl, no, that's stealing. That's stealing. <laughs> Don't be gossiping about other people. That's stealing. That's gossip. He's not going to have you do anything outside of his will and outside of his principle to try to gain what you think success is. The issue is that when we go outside of God's will to try to achieve something, we have to stay outside of his will to maintain it. That's dangerous. Do not, do not give you go or, or take on goals or give yourself goals that's going to cause you to conform in your care in your Christian character. I need to look like Christ at all times. 
So if the goal, if the opportunity, if the business venture, if the person, if the relationship, if you find yourself conforming your Christian character as a, as a means to be around or a part of that, baby, that is not of God. And you're not going to find God's godly success in that. We have to be wise. And then finally, the last question you want to ask God, how will my accomplishment of this goal bring a blessing to others? Our ambition, right? We can have ambition. We cannot have selfish ambition. And so you have to ask God, as I go through this, how am I going to be sanctified, meaning refined? How is God going to grow me personally? And also, how is what I'm doing going to edify or build others up and build them up for their eternal good? Everything that you do should impact the kingdom. Everything you do should impact the kingdom. It should not just line your pockets and it should not take money for you to be able to have impact in the kingdom. I'm going back to school. So the way that it's going to grow me is one, I don't want to. So I'm doing something that I don't want to do out of sheer obedience and love for God. And I know that in that, he's going to reveal some things to me. He's going to grow me. And then I know that the skills and the certification and the things that I get, I'm going to be able to help other people who may be struggling in their mental health. I'm going to be able to help and speak to mental health counselors. I'm going to be able to speak to ministry leaders. I'm going to be able to speak to coaches. So now more people are able to see how they can apply God's word to to their life. Nothing to do with money. Everything to do with the opportunity to continue to share the gospel, to continue to do the work that God has called me to. So I'm going to run this back one more time. Four questions that you need to ask yourself when you are setting goals for 2024. Make sure that you've already reestablished and shifted your perspective of success. Remember that success is about transformation, not about treasure. How do you make that perspective shift? You have to really sit down and objectively look at your MVPs, your motives, your values, and your priorities. And then finally, when you get a goal or when you get instruction, you need to submit it to God by asking, why is this important to you, God? What, what am I, can you show me what I'm adding to you? Who am I helping? How am I helping them? We can ask God questions. Two, how does this fit into your plan for my life? We want to make sure we're doing things that are profitable and not just permissible. Three, is this in total agreement with the word of God? That means you're going to have to sit down and open your Bible, friend. Open your Bible. If you don't know how to rightly divide the word, sis, Prescription for Purpose mobile app. It's available to you. It's available to everybody. It's absolutely free. There's no reason as to why you don't know how to rightly divide the word. Get in there, take the classes, do the things, and learn how to use the tools. Learn how to renew your mind using God's word. And then finally, how will what I accomplish bring forth a blessing to people outside of me? If we are going to really show up and live successful lives, not just in 2024, but in all of our days coming after, we have to make sure that we address these things. 
So what does this look like practically for my coaches, for my therapists, for my ministry leaders? Sit down and have your clients write out their MVPs. What's motivating you? Help them do a drill down. Sit down with them and help them open the word to investigate the things that God has called them, called them to do and make sure that they're in alignment with the word. This MVP exercise is really going to help you take them to the next level so they can really understand who they are. And it's really an opportunity for us to see our own hearts, for God to reveal his heart or our hearts to ourselves so he can then start to work in us. So girl, I pray that this episode blessed you. I'm excited. Happy, happy new year again. Welcome back, girl. I love y'all and I will see you next week. Bye. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.